Johnny on the one. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to SOB TV. Sons of a bishop. Here we are back again. Glad to see you all. Welcome to the show. We miss y'all. What's your name? I'm Todd C. I'm Kenny Pat. The number one SOB. I'm number two SOB. Gladly. <laughs> I'll take number two. That means I'm younger than you. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'll welcome back. It, welcome back. It. What's up, y'all? I hope y'all had a good, what's that, two weeks? Yep, we've been gone two weeks. About two weeks. So, so the new format, we're going to come every other week and uh, come back and entertain hello and say hello to you and share things what's going on with us so we glad to be back glad to see we miss y'all we got a great show lined up for y'all tonight (laughs) make sure you know what time this is you got to go let people know we are here it's like offering this is an offering for us (laughs) we don't ask y'all for no money we don't ask for no money so this is the part of the service this is the part of i'm not trying to be churchy but this is the part of the hustle we just asking this is the hustle this is the bag this is the plea what judge matthew said a dry bag this is the dry bag we need you to hit the like buttons please we need you to comment tonight this is what we're gonna do tonight we're gonna play tag okay you will tag go down in the comments put at whoever you know needs to be here hanging out with us tonight tag as many people as you can tonight tag your friends and family you've been talking about hey sob comes on you know you need to go tag somebody and let them know we got listen we got some people coming tonight and i don't want to be embarrassed we don't want to embarrass you (laughs) sobs out there it's gonna be embarrassing that's what they used to say. I need y'all come up with me. Go over so and so church. I want y'all to marry oh, me. You being churchy, you telling all the trades of the. You can't tell everything yet, Pat. Uh, but we need y'all go hit like, share, subscribe. We need to boost our numbers up on YouTube. We need you to boost our numbers up on YouTube. Yeah, please. And if you have questions tonight, we got a great show tonight. If you have some questions you want to ask, uh, if you have some show ideas, if some things you want to talk about. Uh, DM us. You see right there on the mm-hmm. right here on the low. DM us on Facebook, our page, and let us know. We'll send a link to you if you want to come on the show tonight and ask a question to our guest. Ask me. I ask Kenny P some questions. Uh, go in there and leave your information. We'll send the link over. You can call in. You can. We can put a a, a black shield over your face, and nobody will know who you are. <laughs> you want to be anonymous. You want to be anonymous. Just in case somebody looking for you, you know. The alphabet boys looking for you. We get it. We get it. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> if you want to present your pretty face on this show with us, come on over and DM. Let's have a good time you tonight. Need somebody. Yes. Uh, I'm. Uh, what's what's been going on in your life, little bro? What's happening? You know, not a whole lot. Um, you know, just working and and you know dealing with all this. What's going on? Um, I did have a very um, I would say very um. Was it enlightening experience? I would call it at work. Yeah, you know, okay. moves in mysterious way. Um, I I talked about it on the um, video I did yesterday. Um, I had some guests come in and they were dining. I work at a restaurant. They were dining um, with me in my section. And um, mom and a few kids and, you know, 14, 13, and she had an older kid. And, you know, I like to build a rapport at my table. So we were talking, we're laughing, they're ordering appetizers and all that good stuff. And the little boy orders uh, appetizers without asking. So his mom is like, oh, you just gonna order that, right? And so we laughed, she said, he can order it. The young lady at the end of the table, she's about 13, 14. She said, oh yeah, this is a celebration. We are celebrating. I said, well, is it your birthday? Did you graduate? She said, no. I rang the bell today. That means she was cancer free. She had wow. about 14. Of course, I had to step away from the table, <laughs> go get myself together, grab a tissue. I'm a baby. I'm just going to cry. So I'm standing there and the young lady working with me, we both was wiping our eyes and it just put things in perspective. Wow. You think you're going through something or somebody going through something worse than you. This baby was about 14 years old 
and she had to battle cancer. And I was mad because I it was in traffic. So it put things in perspective and it just lets you know there's always somebody going through something that's worse off to you. So remember, wow, just because you think you got it bad, there's somebody probably doing worse than you are. Be thankful, be grateful. Let's live for today. Let's live for real. Let's live. No regrets, no apologies. Let's live. So that was my, that was my. Man, great words. Yeah. Great words. Put some hand claps right there for me, brother Ryan. That is a great word from Kenny P. Uh, great word. We thank you, man. It does make you think. 14 Dude, years 14. old. She, she run. So yeah. you think that she went through it. So the mom. Right. Right. Brother, sister, they all had to watch their sibling go and battle this. Wow. So you think it affects everybody that is in your, so you think about her friends, her cousins, her grandmother. And she was trying to post pictures on um, Facebook of the celebration of the hospital. And she was like, mom, I can't even post any pictures because you're crying in every picture. Yeah. And her mom's like, baby, mama is happy. So again, to all you cancer survivors, God bless you. I yes. know my friend Tony's on. He's a cancer survivor. God bless you. And we're glad that you are with us. Yes. Yeah, that Good was words. My, that was my, my moment. That might be somewhat another um, thing we take up, you know, cancer patients. You know, the, it, affects, it affects people. It affects family. Yeah. And, you think it affects just that person, no. but it it branches out and it affects everybody because when tony was going through it, I, that's that's my role now that's my friend that's my you know my brother my right. ace you know he know right. where the bodies are buried tony don't <laughs> you tell nobody <laughs> you know i packed so um but it affect it affected me you right. know right so uh yeah so definitely be grateful be thankful and just you know when you think you're having a bad day you're probably not probably good. not man Thank you, brother. That that move. That was that was yeah. good. That was good words. Good words. Yeah. Enjoy those. All right, let's move along. We don't have long. We got guests waiting. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Let people know we got Palmer Williams here. We're getting ready to have a good time. Uh, if you don't know who Palmer is, Google him. He's Googleable. <laughs> He's Googleable. So make That's sure you go movie. and uh, like, share, and let people know SOB TV is on. Okay, Pat. Let's move on. Kenny Pat. So, hey. We have a have some products that was sent to us. Highlighting, so if you got a business, send us your stuff because we're about to highlight right business spotlight. Come on, somebody! And we got it right here for you. Look, Tyler, I'm so excited. You know, I like gifts. Yes, <laughs> I like gifts. It's from It's Appropriate Home Care, Home and Skin Care. It's ITZ appropriate. Again, ITZ appropriate. Spell appropriate because that's a hard word. Really? Spell appropriate. <laughs> a P P R O P R I A T E. It's ITZ appropriate home and skincare so we got this nice lovely box here okay, we're gonna open nice. it up it's got their logo on the front i don't know if you can see it through the lights and their the, information is in the alert down below the owners are aha and kimya asar first of all they're the two of the nicest people i met aha a few years ago when i was working at neiman they're lovely people. First of all, I just love them as people. I went to their home. Everything is made at their home. Candles, soap, body butter. It's all made at their home. So we're going to open up the box and see what we got. First of all, you know, SOBs, we love candles. We love to smell good. We love all that. So let's look in the box and see what we got. Ah. So when you open the box, it says it's all natural, essential, organic, hand poured, handmade, and intimately crafted for you and me. So let's see what we got here. Todd C, we got a watery melon candle. Look at that, y'all. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the little slices of watermelon. 
Is that stereotype? No. Look. Oh, we got to burn that. We're gonna burn that during the show. Yes. Ty C likes candles. So we got the watery melon can uh candle. It's a gel candle. Then we have something that I love: natural skin body butter. Come on, somebody. It's pure shea butter, cocoa butter, organic coconut oil, vitamin E, oatmeal, honey, and blended essentials. And this one is called Jazzy. And it's got the smell of jasmine. Come on now for the ash. Come on, y'all. And these are a lot of essential oils. And it's and- good for uh, sensitive skin. And if you have eczema, um, like I said, their products are made at home. Uh, your son is talking about <laughs> your son. So he's a offending son. <clears throat> so we got that. It's beautiful. It smells amazing. It's fresh, clean. Then we have another candle, what they call the candle in the tin. This is patchouli and oud. You're going to like that. Look at the top of it. Look. Oh, wow. Nice. So which that one we gonna burn? Nice. Which one we gonna burn? That we gonna burn this one. Show them, show them the leaves. So, there. so look at the leaves. They actually put the leaves. That that's real, nice. y'all. That ain't no fake stuff. That's real. That's 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 it's ooh and oh my god, it smells that's uh, amazing. So when you burn it, we gonna burn that one during the show. So it's got oud and amber. So you know those are wonderful things. And then they have a collection. For the men who think you don't, we don't need skincare and all that good stuff. They have a whole entire collection that says, I am man and I am king. A body products. This is a candle. This I am man. You all have to please patronize these people. The prices are amazing. This smell, smell that one. Oh, nice. Fresh, clean. Fresh, nice. Gotta have candles. Candles changes the atmosphere in yes. your home. Um, it just brings a calmness, aromatherapy, aromatherapy. Get what type of say? Get into it, aromatherapy. Get into it. Yes. Uh, he burns. Ty C burns them all. He burns everything, y'all. Sage, <laughs> candle, uh, yes. Incense. Sense. I be coughing, and I'm like, what are you burning? <laughs> but I am man. That is, it's the whole collection for the brothers who don't think they need to oil them ash. You feel it like you've been kicking in flower. Well, leave these people alone. Let's go. Let's so go. again, it's appropriate. <laughs> ITZ appropriate candles.com. Please patronize them. Make you sure you go. They ship all over. So definitely get them. Kimya, aha, love you. Thank you so much for the product. We gotta burn one. Yeah, here. Burn the watermelon. Watermelon. We're gonna burn one. We're gonna burn one. We're gonna burn one. Thank you. Make sure you patronize, like Pastor, those individuals. These we wanna be help. Uh, like Pat said, if you have a business, a product, anything you need, you want to help get out to the masses, please let us know. Okay, let's get on. Our guest is here. I don't want to keep him waiting, even though I can't do that. It gives me a great privilege and honor to introduce to you Mr. Palmer Williams. Palmer is a native of Camden, Alabama, a graduate graduate of Knoxville College in Tennessee. Palmer has a BS in health and hospital administration and a minor in biology and math. Palmer is smart. As an entrepreneur, he owns Williams Lawn Care Group, a landscape company. Mr. Williams has a stage career, a luxurious stage career. He now has performed in four of Tyler Perry's national touring productions. I don't want to do no wrong. Mandia's big happy family. The marriage counselor and laugh to keep from crying all were major hits. His resounding performance in the latter two sagas of his career, currently row of Tyler Perry's TV show, Love Thy Neighbor and the House of Pain as Floyd. His vocal credit also includes singing background for music sensations, Keith Sweat, LSG and Grammy Award winner, Monica. Along with his vocal success, Palmer has ventured into the theater with stage credit, A Good Man is Hard to Find, and the stage play he directed and co-wrote, Where Have All the Good Men Gone? Following the production, Palmer displayed his God-given talent by directing and writing and starting in the hit play, Can a Woman Make a Man Lose His Mind? 
That was deep. <laughs> he also also was in the show What a Man Wants and What a Woman Needs. He's featured in Robert Townsend's Playhouse Number 22, The Black Family Channel. Palmer Williams is married and a proud father of four. We're going to enjoy this clip of Palmer at this time. Look, I'm going to get you your money, all right? That troller, that troller killed me if I let you get that money. Why? I thought the place was yours, remember? He doesn't own this place. <laughs> he sleeps in the basement of our building. Hey! <laughs> Shh! I'm gonna choke your ass to death. Seriously, I'm sick of you. Never have accepted you as my nephew. Come clean, man. Okay, man. It's not my place. I don't own it. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Why'd you lie to me, Floyd? Bruh, look, the $3,000 I borrowed to put, to put into this place, that 3% I got, I still haven't been able to make enough money to pay you back, all right? Man, why you just didn't tell me that? Cause, bruh, I was embarrassed, man, okay? Floyd, embarrassed almost got your ass shot. <laughs> okay, but can you, can you forgive me? I will, as soon as I get my money back. Ladies and gentlemen, Put your hands together and welcome my good friend, Palmer Williams, Ooh, Jr. Welcome, welcome. P-Dub. What's happening? What's going on? I was trying to be like one of those, like, really like, like a Devo and, you know, act like I'm all superstar and everything. Wear my shades and, you know, act like Denzel or somebody. You know? <laughs> but it ain't even that serious. What's going on, man? What's happening? <laughs> Going on. Hey man, you that way. We practicing. We practice. Yeah, I, right? I was just practicing. Acting. That's what I was doing. I was yeah. acting. I was trying to work to make sure I had my accent right and make sure that I was being very, very, very astute and very, very proper. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so going on, Wow. You got a podcast. Welcome. Sons of bishops. There you go. That was too close, wasn't it? Wasn't that close? Yeah, that's close, yeah. I think. <laughs> too close well, to turn around. Program for them to tune in right now. And so prayerfully, people are feeling, well, 56 people are already just in, in one minute. So hopefully, All yeah, right. we'll get some more people to tune in and everything. So what's going on? Congratulations on your show. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Mom. I've never you know, you know how You know how we do, though, like when you're trying to throw some shade. Congratulations on your little show. <laughs> Is that what it looks? On your little right, show. Little yeah, show. yeah. Well, I gotta be, and look, you got to do that imaginary chewing. Ain't got nothing in your mouth. <laughs> you yeah. ain't put on nothing. You nothing. Yeah. Congratulations on your little Bentley. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on your little mansion you got out there in Forest Whoa. Park and all that. Mac, yeah. it's so good to have you all here, Brian. Man, I miss you, man. you I miss you, brother. Well, listen, you and I'm, never I'm met just getting introduced to the other uh, son of a bishop number two. Right. I was That's just gonna funny. say you've never met my brother, have you? I have not. This you've is Kenny met. Pat, my younger brother. That's Palmer Williams. Wow. I thought you were like, uh, like I knew there was one test tube that you were made in. I didn't know that there was another one. So. <laughs> That's amazing. It's two, it's two, two and a yeah, half. Two test tubes. Y'all was y'all was born out of a flask. That's what out of a, out of a what? Out of a, a flask. flask. <laughs> you know those like big old tubular things and go like this. You know that. That's all that time in 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 the lab in Knoxville College. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, we came real quick behind each other. So you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Wow. Y'all yeah, yeah. not y'all not the what they call those uh Irish twins. Irish twins, right? Yeah. Oh, daddy, daddy couldn't. Daddy couldn't wait until your mama was cleared by the doctor. Let's not. Let's not touch that. <laughs> oh my god! All that damn hunching. I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to cuss on here? Because y'all got a clip where I'm cussing. So thank you so much. No, no. You, uh, we you welcome good. all. We welcome all. Sons ladies. of the bishops. We uh, we welcome all. The you see cussers. how close we are. Got me up here cussing on the clip. You know, this might be a holy show. I don't know. Tied in a holy show? Come yeah, on. Come, on. come on. We Mr. met in a holy show. Tell him, Palmer. We come did. On. We met in a holy show. It was holy on the show, but all backstage, <laughs> my lord. 
Woo! Hey, Papa, we tell him we could write a real good uh, reality show book or something I, uh, about what we bro, saw. Huh? I ain't gonna even tell you the title of the, of our book because it's, it's somebody <laughs> will write. A, give us a little bit of the book. What would you? What would y'all call it? Come on now. Okay, Papa, name it after the bus we rode in. What would you call it? The bus we rode in. WTF. <laughs> So was the bus like a? It'd be like, why this far we gotta ride in this bus? That's what the WTF stand for. Power, tell me about the bus we rode here, man. Look here, let me tell you something. So your brother, your brother don't know nothing about this this bus. This we call it the Good Man Bus, and it had it. It was all he he got it painted and everything. Had the logo on the side. It was really really nice and everything until you stepped on it. Um, so you you going down the highway and. That's actually where I learned how to drive the bus without a CDL license. Another whole story. So here I am now. I'd have to come back to finish that story. But anyway, I'm going, we're going down the highway and we hear this blah, 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 blah. What the hell? And so, you know, we go out there and the bus driver who was the producer of the show, rest in peace, uh, Reverend David Payton, he would go out there and I heard him on that. He's clanking stuff. You know, I'm my over helpful behind. I'm going out there to try to help. And I'm um, looking in there and I see this long chain that didn't look right, you know, not to mention the fact that the, the bay of the, the bus was rotted where the luggage compartment was. So, you know, you might have your luggage. It was almost like the airport. You might lose your luggage on the highway somewhere, but you know where the airport lose your luggage. Man, get up under there. The damn chain is wrapped around the axle in case the axle separates from the bus or it wouldn't hit nobody behind us. Oh my God. Oh my God. You, I'm not frozen. That's just my face. <laughs> oh, and so I'm thinking to myself if this thing got loose, it would whoop the hell out the bus and everybody and the occupants in the back of the bus. Yeah. Oh my God. It'd be worse than Rosa Parks sitting in the back of the bus. She would have been dead. Man. You understand? You would sometimes go to another city if you had a duffel bag, like a nylon bag or something, and it rained during our uh, trip. Your clothes would be wet or ruined. I actually had uh, I had to get some of my clothes replaced one time, and I had to fight tooth and nail to get my clothes, the money for my clothes replaced because the rain from underneath the bus going down the highway had bled all my clothes together and everything. It's, See, this is stuff he don't share. See, I had no Ty don't do details. Grace and mercy tour. That's what Man, it is. God was with us. But you know what? That was the only tour where I didn't ride the bus with the cast. What happened was I came on late oh. on the show. And they said, hey, the bus is full. City. Yep. They said the bus is full. You can go with us. They said, but you got to ride in the 18 wheeler with the production truck. I was mad. I was mad until I jumped up in that truck and it was a queen size bed. <laughs> you were riding, the, you ride, that wasn't Smitty. That was somebody, that Smitty was, eventually started driving the truck first and then right. he ended up driving the bus. It was the bald headed guy. I think his name was Al, Alfred or Aldo or uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Man, ladies I was and mad. we're talking about 20, how many years? Man, Jordan is 27. It's about 25. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah, it's about 25, 26. Yeah, because your son used to walk around with drumsticks all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. Wow. Man. So this is the stuff that went on on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this happened. Good man's hard to find. It was a great show. It was that was a great show. That was a great show. It was not only was it a great show, it was a life experience. Right. It was it really was because you know we made some lifelong friends. And a lot of the ones that, that we made friends on, Todd is one of the few that I still stay in touch with. And I said, yeah. that was my question. I was like, so that's how you met Todd on during that tour. And so when Actually, talk- Todd was um, brought on. He, he They didn't know where to put Todd. Todd's like one of those football players that they can play <laughs> in any position. And you just don't know where to put him. Or you can just have him go. He was basically that utility person. That's about and right. So- that's about right. And so what ended up happening is that Todd ended up being my understudy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's how we got to be close because he was the type of person that I knew I had to be on my game because that Negro would take my job. That's one thing <laughs> because he's talented enough to do that. And whenever he went up and did the matinees and stuff, I'd say, oh, shoot. Yeah, this, this, this nigga's talented. So anyway, so I made sure that I tried to 
come up with new stuff every time. And, so here, he, and here he come doing new stuff. I'm like, God. Ryan, put up the picture. So, what uh, character did you did you play? Was it Brother Shout? Was that Shout? No, no, this is Palmer had created a character. Look at that. His name was like. Jasper. That's me. I have the afro on. Okay, I remember that. Look at that picture. But Palmer Ooh. was the main character. His name was Jasper. Put the other picture okay, up, Brian. This, ladies and gentlemen, actually is the oh first God. Mr. Brown. <laughs> In stage plays, okay, there's nothing new under the sun. No, Palmer created a character, and would this character was funny. He started off as a drunk, but he ended right. up in the end becoming a comical preacher. So nobody could really get that part. Palmer had created so he a okay. character that but this is crazy. Study. He could never be off. He had to work all eight shows. Palmer, but when yeah, he got to like, Los that Angeles, that Negro was right behind me, waiting for me. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> now, one play. thing you wanted to do in the play, you wanted to have some time off, especially if you in Los Angeles. Right. You, you don't want to do all eight shows. You want to go get in your drop top, go make some meetings, go <laughs> audition. <laughs> and I came. Palmer was like, "Yeah, you can go up. You can go." Up. <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, bigger was, fish to fry, right? Yeah, bigger fish to fry. LA was very, very good to me. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh man. Almost got married in LA. <laughs> so so how long have you been in the industry? Now, how did you did you start? Let's see. How did you let's say how did you know that this was a thing? You know, that moment you were like, okay, I can make people laugh. I can think I can make this work. Well, Knoxville College was kind of like, which is my shirt. I, I just got off a Zoom call with my friends from Knoxville College. We have a group that we we communicate every week and every day, actually, on text. And we, we every other week we'll get on a Zoom call together, just 14 of us and just loving on each other and reminiscing of the days of old right. and adulting, trying to figure out what the hell to do with these kids that we have that are getting older and are able to fight now instead of just get whooped. So. <laughs> I think what happened is that I got that experience in Knoxville College. Uh, even though I, I have a BS degree and something totally uh, irrelevant to to uh, entertainment, but yet and still, there are some of the things and some of the attributes of that major that I able to go and put into what I'm doing in entertainment. But it was in college that I started to nurture the the, the giftings that I didn't even know were called a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, people, you know, they say, oh, he's talented, you know, stuff like that. And then stuff started going towards, uh, Knoxville College is a Presbyterian college. So there's a spiritual uh, uh, feel that was there. And that's when I started learning the verbiage of gifts and, and mm. stuff like that, as opposed to just being talented. So I didn't realize I had a gift until somebody told me I had a gift. Mm. And that was the gift of entertainment and the singing and things like that. But Someone walked up to me and it was David Payton and said, like, you have good comedic timing. I think you should explore that. And because I wanted to be the Denzel type, I wanted to be, you know, like, hey, baby, how's it going? You know, and all that kind of like, you're going to let my hand fall off. All of that. I want to do that, you know, and um, ended up um, finding out that I had a roommate that decided he wanted that, that job more than me. You know, it was Curtis Blake. And he made it his point to create this whole nother thing with uh, Damien Marshall was what the character was in Good Man's Hard to Find. And he got that part. So I had to kind of like reinvent myself, so to speak. Mm. And that's how Jasper came along. Okay. Jasper was one character. And then Reverend David Payton played the preacher in the second part. So what I ended up doing is changing that Jasper from a younger guy that was a drunk to an older guy that was a drunk, but also did Reverend David Payton's part because at some point or another, he had somewhat of a dependency, if you will, and uh, it disabled him to be able to perform every show. Okay. So now I'm playing Jasper, who has been combined into the Reverend Jasper now. So I've got a new walk, a new talk, and a brand new way of living. That was one of the lines. And mind you, the way we had the, the set set up, it was two walls, one main wall, two walls, the, the good man club that was written and hand painted, which was crooked as all get out. Uh, we had to upgrade the wall, which we got new paneling. 
<laughs> they spent five thousand dollars on the wall, and wow. that was, and the furniture yeah. just pushed out there because <laughs> half the time, if you were understudy like Todd, if you weren't singing background or you were doing something in the band, you may be moving furniture during the, the blackout. Right, right. And then yeah. I would walk in front of the curtain and explain what I had done after I made my transition with this crazy jacket on and everything. And then I'd run backstage and put on my robe and people would start singing the song and I would walk in and start the sermon. Wow. And would be picking at people in the audience. Like, if you can't say amen, say ouch type of vibe. Okay. And that whole thing just morphed into something totally different. And uh, the rest, as I say, is history. But I think from going from Knoxville College, went to the Navy for a short stint, Got an honorary discharge. The day I did, I drove to the Apollo Theater in New York, auditioned, sang there off and on for eight weeks, going back and forth from Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee, and back and forth from there to New York. Didn't really have a place to stay. I would stay at my aunt's. And it got to the point where my aunt was like, you know, you're going all over the place and everything. You need to kind of get settled. My dad was saying, you need to get settled. I basically, at that point, had become almost homeless. Because I didn't want to stay at my aunt's house and disrespect her. Right. I had a little girlfriend. And so I couldn't stay at her parents' house with her. So some nights I would just either crash at a friend's house on their couch. It's been a couple of times I slept in the car, but never thought of myself as homeless because I could always go home. Right. But um, all that happened. And I went to my aunt's house to check my mail. And she said, Some guy named Lauren Harper has been calling you here at the house mm-hmm. because I had my own phone number there at my aunt's house and he located me and he said, we got this audition over in Greenville, North Carolina. You check it out. The girl I was dating at the time, I was driving her truck and she was on a tour herself. She was a dancer. Drove all the way to Greenville, stayed over and she was in, in, in her tours in Europe. So she was gone for a month. I went over there and like Todd was saying, he had to stay in the truck. I was supposed to be on the, on the, on the bus. Well, I had to drive behind the bus for two weeks because there was no seats on the bus. Wow. So I should have I should have diesel poisoning from driving behind that truck. I had gotten so sleepy going to Savannah on one of the first trips that I thought I saw a black giraffe on the highway. <laughs> make it so bad. This is how sleepy I was. He ran alongside the, the truck. I got other people in the car and they sleep. This black giraffe ran across the front of the car <laughs> and I was so tired I woke everybody up in the car to show them the black giraffe <laughs> they said pull over bro you're done you're done oh yeah so that's how that whole thing morphed into a good man's okay. start to find there's a whole lot of other stories that, that you know Todd and I could share you know but that it, this will be a mini series right. but the um the, the beautiful part about it is that we didn't realize that we were creating history. Right. You guys were. We, really we're were. Just, we, we actually were able to provide for our families and for ourselves by doing what we love to do. And we actually got paid for it. May not have been paid what we would have liked or what we probably uh, uh, were um, would be fair to us. Right. But yet still, we were still being paid. And um, but the experience I, we went to we went to we went to school. Right. The man's hard to find was our our, our schooling. Our we have degrees right. in rhodeology. We have degrees in comedic. <laughs> we, have, we have degrees in musicality. We have degrees in theater etiquette. We have degrees in in pomp and circumstance. How to handle yourself with crowds. Right. right. How to right. do interviews. Uh, right. Ad lib. Spontaneity, um, adapting to adverse conditions, wow. um, just seeing that, you know, I think being black and being someone that has grown up in different communities to where you had to really, you didn't even know you were struggling. You just thought that's how it was. Right. 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 And so when you go on a tour like that, it wasn't really struggle. And so, like, I used to get upset about some of these tours I've done when you mentioned, like, Monica and Keith Sweat and LSG and all that. And we'd be on sleeper buses. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I'm up in here. I'm just as happy and just as excited because I'm actually laying down and I don't have a seatbelt imprint in my back. 
Right. Uh, I don't have a laid on the floor. You don't have to lay on, on the floor. floor. We made pallets on the wow. floor, Kenny. Oh, on a bus. On a bus. Yeah. Wow. And that was from stolen hotel blankets and stuff. <laughs> Hopefully nobody uh researching and try to find us for this. Right. Yeah, but you know, pillows would come up missing from hotels. I know they hated when we came through because oh, well. we, we the made chairs wouldn't news. go all the way back. The chairs wouldn't no. go all the way back. And then you had to make a girlfriend on the road because hell you wanted somebody to cuddle with too. <laughs> and yeah I got somebody that was kind of thick. So it was I was comfortable. You was good. You were good. Good. Yes. But sir. you know what Palmer I think you can also a tribute and you can look at where we went from that ground level and then you was blessed and fortunate not to just see the ground level and be done with it you were fortunate to watch it grow to where you went to the pinnacle of working with tyler perry yeah how, how did and that it, come about how did that come about that was uh grace and mercy again um i was at new birth mm -hmm. and uh i had um this was was this prior to Yes, this is prior to writing a play. No, no, this was after I'd written the play with Bishop Long, What a Man Wants, What a Woman Needs. And it done it had done real well with tour and everything, but then I got with a promoter and it kind of crashed and burned at one point. So I was back home and doing a lot more stuff at church uh, where I was a member of New Birth. And I had gotten to a point where they created um, a Beyond the Veil is what I created this theater company, right? Within the new birth. And we were doing it and we we're doing skits. Bishop would call me on Thursday and I'd have to write a script by Friday and then had to rehearse it on Saturday. And then we would minister it on Sunday for two services. Even First Lady Long, she would actually edit my scripts because she was an English teacher at one point. And so I had to make sure that that was approved from her. So it was a, it was a machine. And I was ministering almost every, every Sunday through these other people that were all volunteers, including myself. And um, that was a proving ground in, in the realm of church theater, so to speak. So from doing that, and um, it was some people that were actually involved in the ministry that wanted to take my place. And um, they schemed with the uh, worship and arts director and I was let go. Now I was hired on the very day that my sister passed away in between uh, services. I was being appointed as the director over the worship and arts drama department. And then at the same time, finding out my oldest sister had died. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go up and sing praise team on the second service. And I remember Bishop coming and tapping me on the shoulder and turning around and telling me she's in a better place. So like, cause somebody had told him and he came out there while I was doing praise and worship. So it was, if they ever had a videotape of that, you can see that I almost collapsed to the ground. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because my sister was my first accompanist ever when I sang. Mm -hmm. So here it was my first accompanist, my sister, my blood sister passed away. And so I had to sing that second service for her. So after that, got work on that. And then, like I said, skipping forward again, the two people that, you know, uh, ended up trying to take over the spot. So I basically was fired from a volunteer church ministry. <laughs> that takes a special Negro to do that. So, um, believe it or not, two weeks later, I was called back and the person who fired me got fired. But yet I was called back in was a, a good frat brother, Byron Cage, had then taken over and he called me in. And when he did that, we did the Easter thing. And then I actually played Jesus at the Georgia Dome, whole thing. Not, not to mention it was crazy that even after that, there's a young lady, Tamara Brown, Tammy Brown, who's uh, over the dance ministry. She asked me to do this dance. I looked at this videotape and we were going to totally redo it. We saw this video and inspired us to do this other dance. I'm like, I'm not that dancer. I'm not, you know, liturgical dance and all this, you know, pleading and doing pot of doos and all that. But I was like, I can't do that. They're going to laugh at me because they think of me as being comedic. They're going to just laugh me off, off the altar. And I looked at the video and it brought me to tears. And I said, okay, I'll try it. And so I complained and complained every time I had to go to rehearsal, two or three times. I lived 55 miles from New Birth and I was doing the, um, the uh, rehearsals and I was like, Lord, look at this. I got to 
spend all this money on my gas and everything. Diesel was $5 a gallon at the time. I was driving my F-250. I was burning up about $100 a gas every week in just rehearsal. And I was like, I'm sitting up here doing this volunteer ministry. And they done fired from fired me from this one time. I'm just this grown, angry ass Christian. Excuse me. So <laughs> and um and God basically cussed me out under his breath. You are only two minutes away from the promise. Two oh. minutes. Two so minutes. Minute. I preached that years ago, and it came back into my mindset and that voice that you think that's going to sound big and holy and sound like Charlton Heston or, you know, or somebody. And uh, it was my own voice, but it was God's voice speaking to me. So I was like, okay, I'm sorry, Jesus. And so I went ahead, did it, went out there and everybody was getting ready for the whole performance where I did it. And you can look it up on YouTube where I'm actually dancing with this young lady, uh, pretending to be Jesus protecting this young lady. Went out there and uh, was, you know, doing my little stretches, trying to look all like I'm a dancer and stuff. And uh, everybody starts saying, Tyler Perry's here, Tyler Perry's here. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm finna, I'm finna dance up in this piece today, boy. I'm going to dance like David, except I'm going to keep my clothes on, right? Man, I got out there and God said to me, he's like, don't dance for him, dance for me. All right, now. Out there and did the dance, tore the church up. It was crazy. I pulled both of my hamstrings because of how hard we were. I was trying to hold back. Once you watch the video, you'll see it's pretty, pretty powerful. But uh, the next day I was I was getting in that same F-250 with my trailer hooked up and my boys was in the truck. We're getting ready to go cut grass. I have a landscape business, too. I had it for 20 something years now and got in the truck, getting ready to roll out. He said, hey, man, somebody from Tyler Perry Studios called while you were in the house. Cause I left my phone on the thing. I left something and went back in there. And he's like, um, said they want you for an audition at 11 or one, which one you want. I'm like, yeah, right. This is the next day after we did this ministry. And I was like, oh, get on ahead, man. He said, uh, he was like, beep, if you don't call them back, I'll be, beep, beep. and if it beep, this is an opportunity for your beep, they go ahead and beep. And I was like, <laughs> all right, hold up part-time save brother. So we ended up calling them back. At 10.15, I was in the parking lot, snotting, crying, and praying before that 11 o'clock audition. I said, Lord, if you make me a good steward over this man's stuff, you're going to make me Lord over my own. Mm. And a 15-minute audition turned into an hour and a half. And I went back home. I felt good about the audition. And I was sitting in the house, and uh, a quarter to eight or something like that, my wife's coming in from work in a little bit, and I heard this boom, and I thought it was her at the door. But uh, I didn't think nothing of it because somebody called me at the same time and it's like, uh, hey, um, what's going on? This is Alpha Tyler from Tyler Bear Studios. Oh, hey, how you doing? And it's like, we, we, we want you. I said, want me how? We want you to be on House of Pain. Uh -huh. I paused and I was like, I promise you I'm going to be the best employee you ever had. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You know, and after doing that and uh, hey, uh, after doing that, I ended up uh, hearing that thump at the door, and it was six scripts. Wow. wow. They had had somebody to drive the scripts to my door while I was yet saying yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the dance. I gotten fired from a volunteer ministry. Come on, man. This <laughs> Christian. Right. Come on. And yet and still, because of that moment of obedience, mm -hmm. I was two minutes away from the promise. Wow. Two That's deep. Let me ask you this, Palmer. Yes, sir. How does it feel to have your name in the Walk of Fame at Tyler Perry Studio? What was that experience like? All I could think about is, man, I wish my mom and daddy were there. Wow. That was the first and foremost. And I just, if you would see the pictures of me just like this and with tears running down, this part of my face, my, my hands were wet. Because all I could do was weep. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was just really, really amazing that even after he had received this Hollywood Walk of Fame, he decided to give us our own Walk of Fame. Mm -hmm. And you want to have mementos and monuments or whatever to where when you've gone on that your children mm. can see the work that you've done and know that I did this for you. 
even though there's a little bit of selfishness in it for yourself, but right. pride is when you can see your kids and they're looking at you with that unconditional love and knowing that, that my daddy did this for me and that my daddy loves me because he worked this hard just so that I could have a shot. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's, that- that's what I was, yeah. For yeah, those I, that don't know, Palmer has uh, Tyler Perry has a walk of fame in his studio, and he took time out, he put a star in the sidewalks for those that have helped him. People like Palmer, Levan Davis, uh, who was in that clip uh, with Palmer, who's also from Kansas City. He's a hometown boy. Uh, so, uh, and I man, I was proud of you, man. When I saw that, I was like, wow, and it did my heart good just to know. Your story and where you come from, bro. It was a total shock. It was a total shock. And it was like putting us in position. And then they pulled the, it was on the ground. We had to step a certain way. And I'm like, what's going on? No, they didn't. I was thinking, no, they didn't. And they came and they ripped this, like almost like Velcro off of all of the stars. And one of the things that got me more than anything is that China from House of Pain, mm. you know, little, little girl, yeah. how small world is. Her mother was one of the Kappa sweethearts at Knoxville College. Wow. As a teenager, when she was 19 years old. I know her mother, so she was 19 years old. She dated a young man, her husband to this day, from University of Tennessee, Michael. So here it is now. We used to have this thing about the black college and the white college, and you're going to go and date a black man over there at UT when you got all these brothers over here at Knoxville College, you know, even though most of us was hoes. But anyway, that's the whole story. So here it is now. You got, you know, somebody from back then. You saw the infancy of their relationship and then the fruit of their labor from their children. They're all stars in their own right. And China, when we had our stars unveiled, she ran and crashed into me, hugging me to my Uncle Palmer. Look at us. Look at us, Uncle Palmer. This is great. She's like, I love you. And it just, it just, you know. And we didn't really have any interaction on set, but with her parents and her, we Mm -hmm. loved each other offset. And, you know, because if you look back at House of Pain, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with the kids other than uh, uh, Malik and telling them, you know, you should beat that little one or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because she was so feisty. But that that girl is a phenomenal actress. Yes. And that 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 was that was big. And then for Samuel L. Jackson to walk up to me, it's like Palmer, congratulations, man, and hug me. <laughs> First thing in my head, even though in that moment I still couldn't believe that it was Samuel Jackson, I said, in my head, and to show you how much influence he has, I said, that's Samuel M.F. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the first thing. He is the king of M.F. And that's what I was thinking about. And I was like, and I got pictures. I have pictures of me with Samuel Jackson kneeling down in front of that star. He took time out. A little old me. Right. A beautiful story. I had a 10-minute conversation with Denzel Washington. 10. Come on, you know my people want to know. The SOB people want to know. We want to know what y'all talk about, Pete. I said up there, uh, kids. We talked about his kids and talked about my kids and how they are all how they are both in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like we've known each other. I had another five-minute conversation with Bill Clinton talking about barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Service right here and right here. Uh huh. Because I met him on a Good Man's Hard to Find tour with Lizzie Berry and Angela Barrow Dunlap. Wow, he was the governor then, and he was running yeah. for president. And we were at a uh, in Little Rock that hotel at that hotel at Little Rock, Arkansas. They said a rinky dink barbecue spot. Okay, and that's what we reminisced, and I told him about you know the whole experience I had because I like like an idiot I invited him to the show like he was going to come. And um, because his Secret Service was jumping out of Jeeps, they had a, a Cherokee with the open thing, flannel shirts and everything, but sitting over there like this over in the corner. They could be by my side, but they were sitting like this because they couldn't put their arms down because they had so much doggone uh, uh, guns and, and AR-15s and everything else under their arms. It was crazy because he was moving around as a presidential candidate at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of crazy experiences. Oh, Ruby, you know, Ruby, <laughs> D and Ozzy Davis were were uh, both have come to Good Man's Hard to Find more than once. Right. But, right. Uh, what was it the Wilshire Ebell in in L.A. L A. Yeah. And then we were out at the Tupperware in Florida. You know, just you never know who who would show up to the show. The guy who plays Urkel, he came to the show. Mm-hmm. Man, everybody yeah. really came to that show. Stevie I mean, Wonder came to see the show. Well, you know, <laughs> leave that right there. Don't do that. Don't Man, do what's that. on the horizon for Palmer Williams Jr.? What's what's new now? What's going on with you? And- well, as you know, and I, I guess you're just doing the host thing, but yes. uh, I've just um, be, been named the creative arts director for Relentless Church in Powder Springs. Yes, yes in Atlanta, but also finding out that my duties are not limited here, but they'll also be in Greenville, South Carolina as well. Really? So I'll be creating kingdom content. Congratulations, man. Yes. And Congratulations, then also, man. Thank you very much. And that also was- an opportunity that um, the next time when I'm getting ready to promote something, I can come back on here for free before y'all start blowing up <laughs> and uh, advertise what we're doing at 4665 yeah. <laughs> Macklin Road in Powder Springs, Georgia. But it's Pastor John Gray's uh, new location for the Relentless Church, uh, Pastor John Gray and Pastor Aventer Gray. And um, that's a relationship that started at New Birth during that drama ministry. And he was the okay. pastor. And, uh, you know, we've come full circle right. to actually, you know, now um, I am um, going to be working for his church very soon. And being given uh, creative freedoms to bring people such as you two to um, come in right. and volunteer your service. Right. <laughs> Those days are over. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, I make sure you have some good gas money at least. So, uh, <laughs> I'm taking yeah. that right now. I'll take you. Yeah, know, gas is so high. Yeah, give me, give me your cash after. <laughs> I got a donation. I I and I, I want to applaud you both for having this show, but I also want to uh, employ you or, uh, or put it out there, the cash app and things like that, because you never know who wants to bless you. And Thank you never you. know that, you know, there might be somebody that may hear something that you say, or I say, or one of your guests says that may keep them from saying, I give up and end their life that night. Because when that woman in Greenville, South Carolina, just three weeks ago, walked up to me and said to me, you saved my life mm-hmm. after she had just given her life to Christ and became a member of that church that day. She mouthed it to me as she was walking to the back. She said, you saved my life because she was going through a depression and decided to go ahead and end it. And she turned around and her baby girl was trying to show her all the plays from Madea and this, that, and the other. And she said, well, you got to watch this one. And it was the marriage counselor. Mm, that one that. song that I sang, I've been running from your love, Jesus, trying to hold back all your feelings from this snickerdoodle love, Holy Ghost. I really want you right now, Father. Oh, yeah. So look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, can I have $50? So that song, I wrote that 15 minutes before the show mm-hmm. because we could not clear, let's get it on mm-hmm. by Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come up with something. So now I'm going to give you all a little secret. Little, 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 uh, you know how stuff behind the scenes and how stuff that, you know, you don't know what's going on when you see something. So if you'll watch that performance, you'll see I'll be doing it. I'm going, uh, uh, I'm doing like this. Uh, I keep looking down like that, right? Uh, I had the words on a piece of poster board <laughs> on the floor. So I had written it out. And I put it on a big old piece of poster board right behind the kitchen deck. So that's how I was able to sing that song and remember my own words. And I, I love that play. I have watched that. I love that. That was a, uh, I mean, all of that one, that one stuck out for me the most, Marriage Counselor. It was intense. It was funny. It had a, I mean, the intensity of that play, if you watch that play, it's very intense. The, the, um, where he beats her up, and that was yeah, it was it was I'm used to seeing the other ones he's been in, and they had some intense moments, but that 
that was I, that storyline. It was we had gotten to be such a family. Even with, with like Stephanie Ferret, mm -hmm. the, the, the young Becky. Yes, yes, that she was good. She was good. People don't even understand this. I was almost like one of her legal guardians on the road. Wow. Her father asked me to look out for his baby. Wow. She could see. And after our first run of the show, her father passed away. Wow. Wow. It was deep. And we wow. still communicate this because we're actually um, trying to work it out to where I can actually go in the studio with her and sing Fire and Desire again. She, that was an amazing. That was that, that was, was amazing. amazing. That was amazing. That girl should play. She's uh, amazing. Well, She's ladies and gentlemen, biopic on her. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard some history tonight. So now, when you go back and watch that play, <laughs> watch Palmer, a marriage counselor, doing his uh dance and looking at the ground, you know why. Yeah, I should have even told nobody. Right here, you heard it right here on SOB TV, mm -hmm. Son of a Bishop's TV. Man, Palmer, we thank you. Thank you. We're honored, out honored to have you. Thank you. I'm honored to even be asked. You know, I, you. I can't take this for granted, man. Y'all are a blessing to me because I really enjoy just going down memory lane a little bit. You know, man, that felt good. It felt real good. We're gonna have to do it again. Come back and bring some more of the cast Please. members on. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> and have a good time. Yeah, man. reach out to Tony Grant. You know, he comes in and out of Atlanta a lot. Yeah, we get Tony. Know, that Grant. would be a hoot. That would be a hoot. Dwayne oh, Whitehead. Dwayne Whitehead just talked to him three days ago. We, we saw Sam that. Turner. Sam Turner. Yeah, is he still here? Yeah, he's still here in Atlanta. He's got Sam Turner, Nortrees Banner. Oh my God, I saw her about two months ago in a movie that my son was the DP. He's 19 years old. Okay. Yeah. With we had Deatra Hicks. Dyla. Can't forget about Deatra Hicks. Norwood. She just had, Diamond just had a baby. Okay. <laughs> Deatra is a, a is a Mima or whatever she wants a to grandma. call her. Whatever she wants to call her. That's a singing lady right there. Deatra Hicks. And that's the thing. We were a family. That's why we still stand in touch. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, Tony Grant can't sing his face off. Somebody just said that. Yeah, he's the king of stage plays. He probably Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That brother, <laughs> no nothing to play with. I get hoarse listening to him. <laughs> well, how many shows have you been in? We can't even count how many shows. Me and you can count how many shows we've been in. Tony Grant is probably been he's in every. He don't remember. He's the king. You got to give it. He to don't him. remember. Only he's way that he can remember is if he look at check studs. You know, not to mention the fact that the boy he's he's one of the members of as yet now he's even right. singing with chicago you know mm -hmm. and doing some of the parts like with peter satara and all that right wow. the boy is doing a lot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. man love you bro we got to get out Thank of here you. i love you Thank yeah you, but y'all gonna have to pay for this love extra you, time but um yeah <laughs> but let me tell you one more story just in case now but yeah i appreciate y'all it's a pleasure meeting you little brother Nice and, to meet um, you. Yeah, I look forward to. Uh, hey, let's do something even crazier. Let's do one in person. And where? In person. In person. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do, do it. That. Let's do it. I bring a can of Lysol and uh, UV <laughs> light and everything else with all these damn variants and carrying on. Uh, all right, Peter. Love you, bro. Right. Love y'all nice too, man. That'll be good. Thank you. Palmer Williams, ladies and gentlemen, did y'all enjoy Palmer Williams? Amazing. What a story. You didn't share all that stuff with me. Man, some things, you know, I don't talk that much, Pat. <laughs> you don't. You some really things don't. I be forgetting. You don't. You know, until nice. I see the person, I be like, I remember Palmer, one of his stories he used to tell was about that raggedy bus. Yeah, it was nice to hear that. Yeah, we had some good time. Oh, man, one of the greatest, I don't know, one thing I forgot to talk about with Palmer, one of my greatest experiences in life is touring was one when we went to New York City. Mm. We performed at the Oh man, I forgot the name of the place. But we, me and Palmer were roommates. We would go to the window and we would look at the top of Madison Square Garden. Okay. We lived on 31st and 7th Avenue and we lived there for three months. Really? Y'all said that long? Man, we was there for it. Man, we used to that. do plays. You got to realize here. He oh, came you cannot bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. We uh, were playing at the, um, well, the Beacon Theater. The Beacon we Theater. Staying there. We had a residency. Resident gospel play. Wow, that's amazing. And In we sold out the first month, so they had to bring us back, and we did it all summer. 
We man, Same we thing happened in LA. We sold out for a month. They had to bring I, it was the wheelchair. We had the email. I, I flew out to that one. The I e-bail. flew out to the wheelchair email for that. One. People don't realize we used to stay in cities. I remember staying in Detroit three yeah. months. I can't it's just stay. Just I we brought, would be posted. I brought you, you talked about that. Detroit. I brought the baby. And when he was a baby, I brought right. him to Detroit. I was in no Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Well, Palmer, yeah. you remember we yeah. stayed across the street from 30 from the uh, Master Square Garden? Yes, sir. Do you remember that night that I was going to go out there and spend the night and try to be homeless just to, to research just to how it was to be homeless? And they talked to me out of it. So I'm about to get my, my ass killed, probably. But that was nothing. And when Todd, you mentioned something about the drop top. Yeah. Yeah, we we had we had been in LA so long we had to rent cars. We was renting cars and we couldn't find people. They <laughs> be in Hollywood. Oh, uh, you remember uh, what's the name of the comedy show that was on BET? Comic um, View. Comic, Comic View. View. We were at some of the first tapings of Comic yep. View. DL Hughley was the host. Yep, that yeah. was now, that yep. was a while ago. Palmer, I'm remember this. Palmer, remember New York City, Sweetwaters. Man, Allison Williams used to actually have a whole performance at Sweetwater. We go to Sweetwater and turn it out. So we had all these damn singers going to Sweetwater. And Sweetwater's wait staff had some of the finest wait staff ever. But anyway, that's another whole story. Oh, shout out to Phyllis. Anyway, um, so uh <laughs> remember the night we walked in. One night we walk in, Tony Braxton's performing. One night we walk in, this was the night that blew my mind. We walk into place. Here's a kid from the Midwest, Kansas City. We walk on First of all, Von Harper, he stands six foot two. He have his cognac. He invented the quiet storm. His voice was dark as this rag. Right. He would stand up there and every artist in America wanted to come to Sweetwaters and perform on the Von Harper Hour. Yep. I didn't know that. One night we come in, I look on stage, Vaughn says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Cool and the Gang. I said, what? <laughs> cool and the Gang? Right here in this little club? Man, Palmer, we had, man, we had, we, 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 we was the talk we, of the city. And that's what's so crazy because, bro, that set cost $5,000. <clears throat> Sometimes it's about the story. It ain't about all the fanfare that's around. Right, right. Like right. you said, in marriage council was intense. That was a two scene show. It was very. There was only two scenes. Really? Uh, actually, three. The one in the apartment at the end. Uh huh. Okay. The office. Break it down. Okay. And then and then and then the uh, the house. Mm-hmm. We had a re- rotating set, and that was it. Wow. Oh, another uh, final story. When we did the marriage counseling, you know that part where they that that where she had gotten beaten up, and we yes. going go in there and rescue her. Uh-huh. And it's like there she is. Oh, let's just get her out of here. Let's just get her out of here. And uh, she's all beat up and battered. And then the mama takes her on out the door. Uh-huh. And then Tony Grant's character is like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna beat this uh, this right here. And and um, Tree, uh, Tim and Kyle Durrett, that you see him on what's this? Uh, Oprah Winfrey's. Um, Sweet um sugar something. What is it down in New Orleans? You know the show. But anyway, um, um uh, so um so he comes out and he's like sniffing his cocaine, and of course, that's when I discovered that he stole my weed, which is a recurring joke from the beginning. I grabbed the weed, there go my weed. I knew I knew I wasn't crazy, I knew I didn't smoke all that weed, and then he comes in and he's like, What y'all doing in my house? And I was like, damn son. You ain't tell me it was that damn big, you know. And I'm like, Queen Sugar. Thank you, Michelle Powell. And um, you know the guy that played the basketball player in Queen Sugar and, uh-huh. and all that. Well, that, that was the same guy in the, in, the, in the marriage council. So I said, come on, son, let's go. You know, I'm trying to like, come on, man. Well, I guess we're going to have to fight. And so he would open up his shirt. And, you know, he have all these abs. So Tony Grant opened up his shirt with all these abs. And I just, like, just looked at my damn stomach like, we ain't going to do that. Well, one night. They did that. And of course, I wasn't going to be outdone. It was our last show. <laughs> was the last I show. went and had somebody to draw with a Sharpie some abs <laughs> on my stomach. When I opened my shirt up, Tim and Kyle Durrett walked off stage. He didn't do none of his lines. He had to get it together, come back, and then we did the fight scene where he couldn't even talk. We just he started, started fighting. <laughs> But I took a shot. It took me two days to get them damn abs off my stomach. 
<laughs> Why are you crazy, boy? <laughs> go, man. We got to go. We're going to come back. Another I know. Day. Yeah, let's do this we're again. We're going to do part two. We're going to write down all of them and come back and tell the people all these great stories, man. Just get Love ready. Just, hey, <laughs> let them know ahead of time to just go on and get your little cognac or whatever your drink of choice and just sit on down. You're going to be a ride. All right, boy. Love y'all, man. I love you, boy. Peace. Man, this was a great show. Great, great show. show. I great thoroughly show. enjoyed Great Palmer show. Williams. Don't Thank forget, you. make sure you go like this show. Go back and watch the show. Go on YouTube. We need more Subscribe. subscribers. This is the offering time. This is where we need you to hit like, share, tag people to come back and watch this show. Please. If you enjoyed it, let us know. Hit the comments. Keep a lot of activity going on. And we, we promise to have more activity as well. So um, before we go, we got a special shout out. It's Aunt Betty's, our Aunt Betty's 81st birthday. Happy there birthday, she Aunt Betty. Is. We love, love you, you 81. Aunt Betty. 81. Aunt Betty is that aunt. We love yeah. that one aunt. Yeah. We got her. That's <laughs> we the fly you. aunt. <laughs> Next week, Los show. Angeles aunt. That's a Los, yeah. We like going to her. I told somebody <laughs> that today. I was like, that's the Aunt Betty. You got that's, that one aunt. You was like, we want to go to her house. She was that one aunt. Y'all know. They gonna be playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. They ain't gonna be playing no James <laughs> Cleveland. That ain't Betty's no house. James Cleveland. That ain't Betty's house. They got yeah. this drink. They be drinking. <laughs> Happy birthday, Aunt Betty. Betty. We, we love, love you. you. Love you. Love you. Listen, in two weeks, we're gonna come back. Our show, we got some great panelists. We're going to be talking about, Pat brought up something about musicians in the church. You know, a lot of times, you know, I grew up in the church as a musician. I had aspirations to be a touring artist. A lot of times people want to be songwriters. And sometimes, especially, honestly, some of the most creative people come out of the right. church. I mean, that's just it's just what it is it is what it is it is what it is growing up in church i've seen guys never take a musical lesson and end up being phenomenal songwriters musicians producers, producers. and in two weeks we're going to have these two gentlemen nissan stewart and gerald Haddon are going to come and we're going to just talk about different things within the music industry both of these gentlemen are very successful in the music industry. They worked everybody from Mary Mary to 50 Cent, Missy everything. Elliot. Missy Elliott. Uh, Google, they're Google. Aaliyah. Aaliyah, they're Google. You can look at them. And what's unique, they're both pastors. And so they're going to come and give their perspective. Uh, we're looking at probably having a couple more uh, panelists on here. So you don't want to miss it. Mark your calendars now. Stay tuned. If you have questions, let us know. You can send us your questions early. Uh, make sure you stay connected to SOB. Don't forget to, if you haven't got my music yet, make sure you go get the Rent Party Project. Put it in Apple, uh, Spotify, all your musical, all your platforms, excuse me, all your digital platforms. Look for it. It's a good cause. I need you to help me with this cause. And don't forget our business spotlight today. It's appropriate ITZ appropriate home and skincare it's appropriate candles.com this candle smells amazing please support our brother aha and our sister kimya we'll definitely appreciate it we thank you guys for sending the candles and the body cream we're definitely going to use it to my brother my big brother palmer wheels man we thank you for making this show a great show tonight we thank you we salute you brother and uh, many more blessings that are going to come are coming your way. Thank you all for watching, liking, and subscribing. And we appreciate your comments and feedback. We just, we're just glad you all are here. So hang out with us. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. I'm Todd C. I'm Kenny Pats. And this is SOB TV. We're out. Peace. Go ahead.